live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Here's the 3-2. Got him! Look it! And the inning is over! <laughs> Look at the Sandman! He is fired up! It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Little blooper towards second, and a reaching, diving catch made by wow. Diego. Wow. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Wait, he oh. blasts one to left, hits deep, track, whoa, go! Swung on and driven to left and deep, and it is gone! It's a walk-off grand slam for Peyton Graham, and you can unhitch the wagon! What a comeback! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Uno days to the spring game. Just remind y'all, in case any of you forgot, have amnesia. Toby and TJ back with you. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show, Friday, April 22. Nose to nose of the big weekend. Spring game coming up tomorrow. Spring game 2022. Brent Venables, Dylan Gabriel, Jeff Levy, Baker Mayfield. Big day tomorrow. Get my big Baker interview coming up here in a few hours, too, TJ. Looking forward to that. We're going to sit down on campus uh, a little before noon today and uh, chat. And then uh, there is a um, an event tonight on campus uh, for a bunch of his old teammates and some donors and stuff uh, honoring Baker. And I think they get to see a, a replica or, or kind of what the statue is going to look like. Like a sneak peek coming up a little bit later tonight. So I didn't know until last night I got home and my son was trying on suits, a suit, Trevor. And I was like, what are you putting a suit on for? And he's like, for the event tomorrow night. I was like, ooh, is it formal? He goes, yeah, you need to wear a coat. You wear a jacket, Dad. I was like, okay, I'm glad you told me. I was going to show up in an OU polo and I would have looked real, way out of place. So <laughs> Big Baker Day today on campus. Um... Okay, so Tyler Kofer, bottom of this hour, he's going to update us on some new things they're going to be doing at the spring game and, and uh, this season. Uh, Brent wants to initiate a few new traditions, TJ, at OU, so we're going to hear about some of that. Skip Johnson coming up as well. OU baseball, 6 o'clock tonight, game one against Kansas. And it looks to me, TJ, like Kansas has reversed, stacked the rotation. I had heard about this a couple of weeks ago, and it looks like it is indeed true. I think they have their best pitcher going on Sunday, which I don't know how you feel about that. Maybe if if you are a team in their situation, it's just kind of what you got to do. But record-wise and, and statistics and everything, it looks like Ryan Vanderhey is their best starter, and he'll be their Sunday starter. Tonight, it'll be lefties. Jake Bennett and Daniel Hagerty, 5.30 pregame. 
Taylor Maples has you all weekend from Hoagland Ballpark. And again, we'll visit with Sooner head coach Skip Johnson. What, what does that tell one. your pitching staff if you do that? To me, it tells me, hey, you're not good enough to go head-to-head with their Friday night guy, so we might have a chance of winning with you on Sunday. Yeah, I get that. I think that I think that in college there are just different ways of doing it. Like Tim Tadlock starts his best guy on Saturday. Always has. His yeah, ace goes on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh I think the theory, if you wait till Sunday, is you know twofold. One, you're saying in all likelihood we're going to face their worst of three starters, and it gives us our best chance to win a game. And also, if we happen to pick off one of these first two, we're sitting pretty. So it's just a different strategy. I mean, the vast majority roll them out. My best is Friday. My second best is Saturday. My third best is Sunday. Not everybody. I mean, Sonny was was kind of a Saturday guy. I think that's where Tim got it from. Sonny was always, Saturday is the most important game of the weekend. You're either playing to win the series or you're playing not to lose it on Saturday. So, I don't know, it doesn't bother me. What Like, whatever you got to do to help your team be in the best position to win a game. I get it, and then you try to justify it to your team. Yeah, that that was me. I, I I get it. I understand why you do it. I just, to me, it would be how do you how do you sell that to your guys? You know, without you know, it Oklahoma look that was way. in a Oklahoma was kind of in that position last year where Wyatt Olds was their Friday night guy, but I don't know that he was their best pitcher. He, they they kind of you know, just kind of cobbled it together matchup wise. Like I like this guy against that guy and whatever you can do to, you know, try to win two out of three. But they need two out of three this weekend, at least. And they need two out of three. If they get all three, fantastic. But you need to win the series against Kansas, even though it's on the road. It's too early to be issuing must-wins and things like that. Mm -hmm. But this is a very much almost must need to win this series situation for them. Agree. Can't afford to lose it. How about that? Need a sweep. You're correct. Ooh, he went he went one <laughs> step further, folks. Uh, I'm just reading the text message you sent me, sorry. I I did it. Someone else did, but let me tell you what it says. Yeah, please. Uh, coming up on the show, we will have four tickets to the spring game to give away, courtesy of OU Athletics. So. We d- we do? You and yeah. I do? You and I do, yes. How Unless you're reading that? a different text. No, that's it. Okay. Just, how, we, how are we going to do that? I just found out about this, so I, I don't know how we should do that. But now we can think about it for a few minutes and then decide how we want to do it. I, I do want to ask you, we're going to do OTD's next segment, but I do want to ask you about uh, embarrassing your son yesterday. Yes. What happened? So we're at a light, and um, the car in front of us is, I mean, to the point where my truck's shaking, and Bronx even says, man, the tr- it's even rattling our It's music. Truck. It's playing music. Bass, really yes, the bass and the rap. F bombs are flying and Bronx is just laughing like Come on, people. Uh, and it's just shaking my truck. So the next light, I get up next to the dude 
And uh, <laughs> I, I do think in my head, I'm going to embarrass Bronx right here. So mm-hmm. I roll down my window all the way, and I uh, flip over to the 80s on 8. Because uh, I don't know, <laughs> I, I think we had the rush on. I, it wasn't anything that I could crank up. So I hit 80s on 8 just to see what was on. It happened to be Chicago, uh, <laughs> Along Comes a Woman. <laughs> and I crank it to about 18 on my stereo. And the dude you looks over at, at the me. Guy? Uh, the guy looks over at me, and I'm just bobbing my head like I'm Ice Cube. You know, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> and uh, he's kind of looking at me like irritated. And Bronx is like in the back seat, horrified. What are you doing? What? Turn that down! What are you doing? What is this? <laughs> and I said, "What do you mean? What is this? It's Chicago." Turn down the radio! And so we're pulling away, and I'm laughing. This guy, at this point, he's in a turn lane, so this guy turns off him. We go straight dead towards the house, and I'm laughing. I go, you thought that was funny. You know it was funny. He goes, you were just being an idiot like you always do. (laughs) I was just laughing. He's getting old enough to start to talk to you like that i know i know but oh it gave me such great joy because when i the second i heard the what are you doing i knew i had him so were you and it any... just worked out perfect because it was chicago too it just was the perfect song were you at any point in danger of a fist fight with this guy? <laughs> no, you, no 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 i think he probably was like was this idiot doing uh then he just kind of turned off he turned he never said anything to me or didn't turn his stereo up louder or anything i think he was probably just laughing that's that's hilarious is it, we've reached the age now tj where one of the great joys in our life is embarrassing, it's embarrassing our, our kids yes in that mm-hmm. manner yeah so mm-hmm. i may need to go back he was kind of young the 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 uh, time that I did it when I dressed like Princess Leia and picked him up in the pickup line. <laughs> I may have to do that on the last day of fifth grade when he's about to go into junior high. So, <laughs> Or show up the first day of junior high dressed like Princess Leia. What are you doing? Don't you ever pick me up from school again. That's hilarious. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I was proud of myself. <laughs> I was like high-fiving myself as we are you know, unloading the car, getting out of the car. Man, what was, was the what was your opinion on the Lincoln Riley thing yesterday? You said there was a lot of opinions on it. What was the general opinion on the Players Tribune article? Oh, well, the Players Tribune article bugged me because he's like, uh, "Thank goodness the Players Tribune gave me this platform to finally tell the truth and kind of uh, elaborate on some of this." And he didn't say anything in the whole thing. Like there was no, you know, we've heard him say you didn't hear this, anything revealing. There was nothing revealing there. You didn't answer anything. All he said again was. Uh, USC was right for me and my family. Well, why was that? Why wasn't Oklahoma right at the time? Why? What? What did they offer that was like? There weren't details that for the questions you would want answered. The timeline. He's still playing the same thing. Like I didn't know until after the Bedlam game, and then just got a call in the middle of the night and just decided the next morning in twelve hours that I'm going to make this life changing uh, move. Um, I, I don't. It did. It didn't answer anything. And then at the end, it ended that way. Of <laughs> glad I can answer all these questions finally. And it, it reeked of recruiting's not probably going as well as I thought it would. Here, I need to put myself back in the news. They're going to have a big day on Saturday. I need to bring attention to our spring game as well. Um, I don't know. The timing of it was weird. Uh, it just bothered me. The whole thing bothered me. 
Well, you're exactly right. I will say this. Part of it is anything Lincoln Riley does right now is going to it's bother. It's going to irritate. And the, you it had and died down, and it had gotten yeah. quiet around here. People had finally started to move on, and then <laughs> throw a match if on Lincoln, the gasoline if, again. If Lincoln came out today and announced a $1 million donation to the United Way, there oh. would be a lot of people that go, well, that look at him trying to get our good graces. He doesn't even he mean He doesn't that. even know how to spell United Way. Right. So um, that's part of it. But you're right in that he decided to do this in a format in which he wouldn't have to answer any questions. Yes. It's not like there weren't interview opportunities out there. Like if he was begging for to be able to tell his story, uh, he's got my cell phone number. You know, he's got a lot of people. He could jump on a radio show or or call up Sports Illustrated or the L.A. Times or whatever and say, let's do an interview. But there's follow-up questions when you do that. Exactly what you just said. Correct. What do you mean by that? What do you mean USC was better? Mm-hmm. Did you really only hear about this the, day, the, the night after the Bedlam game? I mean, let's. what about did your, did your agent not tell you? Earlier, I mean, let's get to the bottom of exactly when you started contemplating going to USC. You know, you got to you got to answer questions you might not want to answer. So, what the Players Tribune did is offer him an opportunity to say something without having to answer without any questions. To answer any questions? Yeah, and that's exactly what he did. So, no, you're right in that regard. Is it didn't really say much. There was nothing in there that we didn't already. Nothing know. new in there at all. Right? It was kind of a reminder of. <laughs> All the great things he did at OU, which he I did. He, he, OU did a lot of great things when he was here, and that should not all be pushed aside. I've said this before, not because you're offering praise to Lincoln, but there's a whole bunch of young men who accomplished some great things with Lincoln Riley as their head coach that should not be made to feel like they didn't. You know? Now, so I agree with that as far as the accomplishments of Baker and Kyler and everybody else that played under Lincoln. Mm-hmm. That that yeah. I'm, I'm with you 100. percent Let's on don't that. act like we had five terrible years with Lincoln Riley. Right. We didn't. They were pretty good years. They didn't win national championships, but some amazing things happened. Some amazing players. Some of the greatest players in OU football history, and some amazing games took place with him as head coach. Uh, and so the, I don't I don't want those players that played in those games and on those teams to feel like their years are garbage they're not they, they what they did is fantastic but back to your point no i mean the, it was an opportunity for him to talk without having to answer any questions so i get it but what the feedback from job. sooner nation was largely what you said um has been yeah, I mean, it just fired things back up again. There I mean, hasn't a lot of been people... any, oh, okay, we get it. We're all good with you again. <laughs> no, and that was part yeah. of the beginning of that was almost like he thought he would charm the OU fan. He's right. I do remember those great memories. Like, yeah, we kind of remember Baker and Ohio State and the things that got, had gone on while you were here. We appreciate those things. We're giving the guy a statue on Saturday. Doesn't mean we can't think that you're a scumbag still. All right, break time. OTD coming up next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, 
and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Welcome back. Toby and TJ back it. with you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, you need to uh, crank your... Uh, no, 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 that's uh, fine. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to read the sponsor your, real quick and then let you hit the yeah. open. Uh, Saxon okay. Realty Group, 405-361-3380, SaxonRealtyGroup.com. Home of the eight ninety nine listing fee. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, get with Terry or Jackie Saxon. Great customer service, and they'll sell your home for eight ninety nine. I don't know what day of week it is. Yeah, is it Monday? I don't know. Is it Tuesday? I don't know. Maybe Sunday? I don't know. Every day feels the same. Every day feels the same. I think it's Thursday. Shut your mouth! It all feels the same. It all feels the same. I don't know what to do. All right, here we go. It's time for today's On This Date uh, OTD, TJ. Got a good collection for you today. You come into today with a record of 33 and 5 on the year. I am going to give you four regulation, one bonus today, so we can't dilly-dally. Are you ready? All right, uh, yeah, go, go. You got to get within three, remember. On this date, April 22, what year was Sam Bradford selected as the number one pick of the St. Louis Rams? That would have been 2010? Nine or ten. Uh, you remember Sam Bradford, yeah, right? 2010, final answer. Oh, 2009. It was nine when he was drafted, wasn't it? 2010. I'm, I'm within the no, window. No, I was right. Okay, Two, okay, okay. 2010. Yeah. You got it, man. You got it. All right, all right. Uh, Will yeah, Sam Bradford be at the game tomorrow? Uh, I've got a list. Let me uh, let me look that up during the commercial break. Okay. All right. All right. Question number two, uh, right up your alley here. On this date, April 22, what year? By the way, you're 1-0 so far, TJ. Yes. On this date, what year did Disney's Animal Kingdom open in Orlando? You've been to Uh, Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I have. No idea what year it opened. Um, You could put this together. I can? Come on, man. Don't act like you don't know everything about Disney. I don't know everything about Disney. Like, I don't know when the parks open. You go on Disney cruises, for Pete's sake. You're so Disney. Well, like, I don't know when the different parks of Disney opened. <laughs> um, yes, you do. <laughs> no. don't, don't play dumb. Um, 19, I'll just say 94. 1994 final answer. Coach K ah. takes an L. That's embarrassing. Like, why would Nin- I? What, what would I work through? Nineteen ninety-eight. Nineteen. Oh, because you go to Disney every year. I've you been go to, to Disney, Disney parks. In you my go to life. Disney World. You go on Disney cruises. I've been. You to have a- Disney Club memberships. You're old <laughs> Mickey Mouse, true. man. That is none of that is true. I've been to a Disney park once in my life, ever. Oh, shut up! Get out of here. I've been on Get two cruises here, and been to uh, Disney World once. Ever. I've never true. been to Disneyland in my life. You've never been to Animal Kingdom? I've been to Animal Kingdom uh, once, yes. Okay, you just said you went to one park. You went to Disney World and you went to Animal Kingdom. Well, I meant I meant to Disney. I, I went to Disney World once in the parks. You know, yeah, all the parks. One all time in my life, yeah. Get out of here. 1998 is the correct <laughs> so answer. I wouldn't know when they opened. Very disappointing. 
That was pretty close. Uh, on the well, actually, yesterday, since you didn't do it yesterday, yesterday, what year did the Texas Rangers play their first game in Arlington Stadium, the oh. old one? Uh, nineteen seventy-two. Final answer. Sorry. Fade away. Hit it. Yeah, see, that's the same. It's the same thing. You should have known Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Not the same thing. <laughs> 1972. Okay, here's your final regulation today. This is the hardest regulation. On this date, April 22, what year did Johnny Carson announce his retirement from The Tonight Show? Ooh, that would have been, I want to say while we were in high school. I don't, I think he was. Yeah, I'm going to put... You remember Johnny yeah, Carson, yeah, right, yeah. TJ? Um, I'm going to go right at the beginning of that decade because I think I'll be in the window. I'm pretty sure it was while we were in high school. nineteen. I'll say 1990, final answer. I hope I don't miss this by a year. Good. That's good. That's a good thing. He said that once yesterday, by the way. And Did I just, he? I LOL'd. <laughs> That's good. That's a good thing. Uh, 1991, Johnny 91. Carson announced his retirement right. April 22nd, 1991. Okay, so a three and one, very disappointing romp through regulation today <laughs> makes you 36 and six on the year. I cannot believe. I don't you know why you're so question. upset over when it air. So... You would have never have had. You've been to Disney parks more than me. But I'm not a Disney sellout like you are. You're a complete Disney what sellout. What makes me a you, sellout when you've you been there the more question. than I have? You, you, because you're a, you're you're all you're Disney. thinking Drake. I have not been like every other weekend this Dude, year. Are you going on a Disney cruise this summer? Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'll know when the park every opened. summer he goes on Disney. Disney this, Disney that. He's all Disney. <laughs> not, not Thirty-six and six. Okay. Here's your chance to get back that get back that terrible miss on the Disney question. It's the bonus. The bonus can only help you. It cannot hurt you. TJ, on this date, April 22, what year did the New York Yankees wear pinstripes for the first time? Hmm. Have they not always worn uh, no. pinstripes for the, their entire history? I guess that's true. They I, had to I get feel like that's implied point. in the question, TJ. Maybe, maybe it was the first time they put on a uniform. Huh. I doubt that. Now that I'm thinking about it, think it that would have been pretty fancy to have pinstripes from the TJ's beginning. TJ's going to act like he doesn't love the New York Yankees now, and he hadn't been to Yankee Stadium, and his son isn't named after where he was conceived and all <laughs> that kind of stuff now. Stop it. Um, never of, I've never heard of the Yankees before. I've heard of the Yankees. It doesn't mean I know when they started wearing pinstripes. Yeah, go ahead. You and your animal kingdom, you've got me all flustered now. I'll say 19... 15. I'll go in the middle of that decade. I think they've worn them for a long time. I don't know that they went very long without ever having them. I'm going to say 19. I could go earlier. I'll say 1915. Final answer. Oh, baby, what a shot. 1915 is exactly correct, TJ. It's exactly the correct? 1915, April 22, 1915, the New York Yankees added pinstripes to their uniforms. 
How about that? I'm, I'm Nailed shocked. It. On the nose. See, I told you I know everything about baseball. You got a you got the miss back, the embarrassing Animal Kingdom miss back, and you now are thirty six and five. What year, year did Hollywood Studios open, Mister Know It All? I don't know it all. I'm not a Disney aficionado like you are, but that is, I believe, the <laughs> you most. You are the one that's declared me a Disney aficionado. I've never declared that for myself. I would guess that would have been two thousand and five. Eh, wrong. What is it? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, that's that's you were really giving me one. Uh, let me see when it opened. We need to take a break. By the way, we got a special guest coming up. Uh, hang on, I'm looking this up. 1989. That's way it's off. It's older, huh? Yeah. All right, quick break. Uh, Tyler Kofer is gonna. Hey, Sean, turn your radio off for a bit. You know how Sean is allergic to any kind of marketing, TJ. This guy is the director of marketing now at OU. So, Sean, listen to some music for about 15 minutes or so. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, I'm excited about this. Tyler Kofer. Joins us now, Associate Athletic Director for Marketing at OU, formerly of the Oklahoma City Thunder, formerly of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, which is very cool, now a part of the Oklahoma Sooner family. Tyler, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Toby. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. How was Vegas? Was that fun? It was great. It was a blast. It was a great learning experience. A uh, great city to be in for you know sports and entertainment, um, and just a fabulous run that we had there uh, early, especially with the Stanley Cup final run. Came up a little bit short in the end, but yeah, obviously getting that brand launched and off the ground was quite the experience that uh, I'll yeah. forever remember and, uh, and cherish. That's very cool. Very cool. All right, well, it's great to have you at OU now, and uh, I just want to kind of give you the opportunity to tell fans what they're in for tomorrow at uh, what could be an historic spring game at OU. Yeah, no, it's, we're very excited to get going. Uh, obviously, there's a, you know, with the new coaching staff coming in and Coach Venables and everyone, um, there's a lot of excitement just headed into the spring game. Um, I think for you know, a fan perspective, you know, it's going to be probably one of the more competitive games we've had from a spring game. Uh, just with how the rosters are compromised and what you've seen from your side probably prepping, it's going to be – an interesting approach. You don't necessarily have offensive one versus defensive one and stuff like that. So it's going to be really fun. I think it's going to translate to a really fast-paced and uh, you know game on the field and just a little really competitive. So, but outside of that, from our our side of things, you know, we're playing a really fun day for the fans and the families that come out. Um, you know, it all starts at 11 a.m. at party at the palace outside the stadium uh, with you know food trucks, games, interactions, and stuff like that. And then we have a few different giveaways planned as fans enter the stadium, you know, between the Baker poster, uh, the football poster. We've got some headbands. Uh, so those will be given away at the gates uh, as people come in. So it's a big day all around, you know, massive recruiting day for football. Uh, we also are, you know, honoring one of the, the Sooner legends, Baker, who's uh, going to find his place in Heisman Park, um, which is really cool, which takes place at halftime. So just a really fun day throughout. 
Um, and then just, yeah, outside of that, you know, we got a lot of stuff planned from a game perspective, um, you know, with new coaching staff and touching, uh, talking with Coach Venables and, and Thad and some of the group over there. We've kind of uh, looked at things with a different perspective um, and kind of peeled back some layers on, you know, we know we have one of the fan, uh, greatest fan bases in the country, if not the greatest fan base in the country. So how do we, you know, use that to our advantage to attract recruits and, and create this atmosphere in the stadium that, you know, fan, you know, visiting team fans, visiting teams are like, man, it's, you know, it's really hard to play in Norman, which is what we're known for. So how do we, you know, bring that to life from a game perspective and presentation and, you know, how we incorporate music that not only appeals to the fans, but obviously to the, you know, the recruits that we're trying to lure here and, you know, the current team to fire them up and, you know, prepare them for their games. So uh, I think you'll see some, you know, stuff, you know, we're going to be trying on Saturday to help uh, with that transition. And, you know, it's been a team effort and a collaborative uh, brainstorm on how we do that with the coaching staff. And, uh, you know, Coach Venables has been really supportive of, of that direction and, and that, and even they brought some ideas of their own to the table um, that I think is going to be really cool. Um and we can, we can talk about those if you want to as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. I understand that, that there are some new traditions. They aren't traditions yet, but they're hoping to create traditions that maybe we'll see for the first time tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like to think of them as we're, we're creating these magical moments, you know, playing off Sooner Magic, that we that we hope will become, you know, traditions that live, you know, beyond our time, you know. So one, one of those is going to, you know, involve the team locking arms, uh, during pregame after stretching and doing a, a champion's walk of sorts. Um, so I think I, I think you'll see a different approach here just with, like, you know, how the team is engaged and kind of that unity um, that we've seen of everyone coming together, not just with the current team, current coaching staff, but, you know, former players and just their support of the program. So I think there's some symbolism there with just the team coming together pregame after warm-ups and this walk moment. And then, you know, one of the things uh, we're also really excited for that, you know, Coach Venables was a big proponent of was, um, you know, bringing the, the team, the fans, and the student section together post game for the singing of the alma mater. Um, and so kind of having that moment, you know, after the game uh, it concludes that everyone comes together uh, in unity and, you know, sings that together um, and kind of leads that. So that's some of the stuff that, you know, we're going to be rolling out uh, on Saturday and kind of as we get started and hopefully build some excitement from, you know, more things to come in the fall and just kind of the the direction we're headed. So those are kind of two uh, key magical moments that we're hoping come, you know, long living traditions here at the university of Oklahoma. That's cool. All right. So the team's going to stick around at the end of the game and sing the alma mater with, uh, with the fans. And I think when they go on the road, they're going to, they want to go over to the band. Is that right? When the team's on the road, they'll go in. Yeah, this is something that we want to do, um, not just at home, but we're on the road too. Um, you know, keep that community cool. amongst the team and kind of th- that moment that carries on, even for the fans that you know travel too. So, all right, so one finger in the air, everybody, when the game is over and uh, OKLA, HOMA, our chant rolls on and on. You guys know how it goes. Yeah. So, um, very cool. You know, I, I just want to ask you, in general, kind of your approach. We're in a different world now, Tyler, with the prevalence of social media and its impact on your world of marketing is enormous so what is we're talking across the board not just football here but basketball baseball softball everything OU athletics wise what is your general approach to the best way to 
you know, market to fans in 2022 when, quite frankly, you could watch almost everything on your TV and stay on your couch at home. Yep. No, I agree. It's definitely got a little bit more uh, competitive from, like, getting fans in the, the stadium and the arenas these days. And I think the biggest proponent is you got to create an experience that separates that from what they get at home. You know, how do you make it fun, lively, uh, exciting, um, and then how do we translate that into social media so people are aware of, like, hey, if you come to a football game, come to a basketball game, you go to softball, you go to baseball, um, you're going to have a great time um, and, and enjoy a great sporting event with the family or friends or, or whatever it might be. So I think that's the biggest thing that I think you'll see from our side from a marketing standpoint is putting a lot more focus and emphasis on the, the fan experience um, that, that they can't get at home. You know, you, broadcast provides a great experience and, and what they can see and stuff like that, but you can't replace what you feel uh, when you're inside a stadium, inside an arena, inside a ballpark. Um, and, and kind of that, those goosebump moments, um, you know, when music's playing, the team's taking the field, all that different stuff. So I think that's the biggest thing that we're going to focus on is how do we enhance that experience, um, you know, with music and the soundtrack of the games, um, you know, whether it's giveaways, whether it's, you know, uh, fun interactive games during timeouts and, you know, halftime entertainment during basketball and whatnot. So um, it, it's definitely, you know, one of those things that, you know, we'll look to create an environment and then, you know, showcase that environment, you know, on social. So fans are like, well, I need to, I need to come out and check that out. Or, you know, I, sh- I should be there versus at home, you know, watching on TV or whatever it might be if I get the chance. So I, I think that's the biggest focus on our end is creating that live experience that people want to be a part of. Otherwise they have, you know, FOMO that they're you know, missing out on it. So that's, that's the goal. Two recommendations for me, and then I'll uh, leave you to do your job. Number one, yes. Red Panda at every halftime. Uh, yeah. not, I'm Love not it. just talking basketball. I'm talking all sports, always Red Panda at halftime, okay? She's the sweetest, too. Like, she is. She's oh, really? I love yeah, she is the nicest person I know. Oh, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. And number two, I would recommend putting T.J. Perry's face up as many places as possible. Really appealing to the females. have enough tickets the for the ladies fans. out there. What are you talking yes, about? Yes, exactly. Just billboards. <laughs> digitally, whatever you can do to get TJ's face out there, it'll really drive fans, I think, to the stadiums. Got VIP meet and greet noted, photo ops, autographs with TJ Perry. I'll, I'll, get with the, uh, I'll get with the Cleveland County why they've got a uh, shirtless cardboard cutout yeah, of me that we can see. I think you've gone too stadium. far, Tyler, with the meet and greet because that's people are frequently <laughs> disappointed when they actually meet TJ in person. I think we should keep it to a two-dimensional situation as much as possible. you got to leave it to their imagination what it, yes. what it might be. Yes, like, yeah. <laughs> that's right. All right, Tyler, we'll look for all these new things tomorrow, and we look forward to uh, seeing you on down the line. Thanks for joining us this morning. Absolutely. Thanks, Toby. All right, see you. Tyler Kofer. All right, Teach. So this is, uh, uh, you know, not to bring up our arch enemy, but you see Texas after they uh, do a game, they do the uh, what are they, the the what's the song that they sing down there? The Eyes of Texas. Eyes of you Texas. Know. So that Brent wants to do that. He wants his team to sing the uh, Oh You Chant after the game with the crowd. Yeah, Thoughts? that can be good or bad. All right. Because as a fan, I've always liked laughing at the other teams when they've been forced in the loss to no. stay out on the field and sing that. Okay. And so now well, just don't lose. Well, I mean, that's the answer there. Yes. Yeah. So. Oh, that's but I, not having to worry about that with Oklahoma, I've always said, ha, ha, look at you fools. You just What lost. about battling? We're going to have battling chants now at OU Texas. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You will. Yeah. Uh-huh.
Uh, if Tyler's okay. still listening, by the way, obviously, if you really want to get the crowd pumped up tomorrow, Chicago's Along Comes a Woman <laughs> is my suggestion for tomorrow's game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, break time. Skip Johnson joins us live next hour. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Oh, Charles Barkley, you are a gift. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Home of the $8.99 listing fee. They'll list your home for $8.99, saving you thousands of dollars in listing uh, fees and commissions. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. I'd play last night's clip, but it's a... Taken a little bit more inappropriately. What, what did he say? What did he say? I don't even just give um, me the general. So it's one of those said. situations where he's completely innocent and in talking about a basketball situation, but it's like uh, sometimes you uh, you'll be saying something completely innocent and then you realize it came out wrong and how it sounds. Mm. So he says something last night about big guys and how to handle a, a big guy when you're up against uh, <laughs> up against him and. He doesn't realize how he's saying it and the words that are coming out of his mouth. And Shaq's just at the end of the end of the desk, uncontrollably laughing. And then finally, he's like, "Oh, come on, man!" Because <laughs> he realizes how it sounds. So, okay. um, all right, I can play it, but we might wait till next no, hour when the kids are like at school. Probably inappropriate. So it's just it's not. It's 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 Shaq being a child. There's nothing inappropriate about it at all. Hmm. So okay. yeah. But I did laugh at it as well, just like Shaq was, because I'm a child too, so I'm a 14-year-old boy. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, let's see there. Well, have they said – oh, I should have read this before. We maybe got this information. Have they said what time the gates will open to get into the stadium on Saturday? That's from KC Sooner. Hmm. I want to hmm. say that I've seen that somewhere, but I don't remember what the time was. Yeah, I don't know. If anybody out there listening that knows, text us. Let us know. A uh, big article in this morning's Wall Street Journal on OU softball. I'm guessing oh, this really? is the title of the art article, The Wonderful Monster. Huh. Love that. I got to chat with the goat for a couple of segments yeah, yeah, last night. Yeah, she was night. on with you last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you didn't embarrass yourself, did you? I always embarrass myself, but specifically, I don't remember, like, Patty didn't get up and walk off at any point, so that's good. That's good. This is uh, the second time this person sent us in. She definitely would have felt much more comfortable if Chris Plank was was doing the interview, that's for sure. I didn't have the answer for him yesterday. I I know it's a a dig. They just think that uh, they're hiding something, even though their record's good. But this person's really bothered by Soonersports.com not listing the baseball record at the top of the schedule like every other sport does. And they want to know from you, why do they not do that? I don't understand the question. Could you please ask it again? Uh, Why does Sooner Sports not list the baseball record wins, losses on the schedule table like every other sport? So like every other sport, when you go to their schedule page, it's got their record up top. Baseball doesn't this year. They have in the past, so I don't know if it was just left off by mistake, but there's nothing wrong with their record. So I think this person, I don't know if they're asking that because they think OU's 
running and hiding from their record, which wouldn't be the case because <laughs> they've got a good record right now. So they're really bothered by it, though. They've texted in several times on this. So on the schedule page on the website, yes, most schools have the record of the current season on their schedule. Yeah, like all OU, OU sports do. Like if you go to OU softball, not. it has their record up top, and then below is their schedule. OU does not. They just have the countdown clock to the next game. So is what about on the stats page? Um, I didn't check the stats page. I can go there real fast. Teams, baseball. Right. Let's see here more. Trust me, nobody's trying to hide more. anything. Statistics. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't see it here either. So I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, oh yeah, there it is. Twenty-two and thirteen, four and five in conference. Yeah, no, it's there on that page. So, All right. this person just wants them to also put it on the schedule. On, uh, yeah, anyone over there listening that can have this change <laughs> for me, so this guy will quit texting me, please. Okay. <laughs> so, but it is on the stats page. It is on the stats page. Yes. Okay. You can find it. You can I get guess the record. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That really bothers that person, though. <laughs> uh, this goes back to Lincoln. The man is a maniac. He might even be telling the truth. He had a dream, woke up, and said, everyone get dressed. You know, I got a theory on all that. Nobody probably wants to we hear it. We don't want to hear I, from you. Okay. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hang on. This might give us a, uh, a text here that might tell us some information. 1 p.m. the gates open. 1 p.m. And I also have received a text that said, uh, I'll take care of that. The record will be added to the schedule page. Thank you. So, Thank you, because this guy geez. is really upset. Some real conspiracy it. theorists out there. <laughs> They're hiding their record from all of us. It's 22 and 13. Yeah. They got a good record. Yeah, that's why I told them yesterday when they sent that in. I'm like, they're not running from anything. They've got a great record right now. Yeah. Uh, break time, top of the hour. Skip Johnson, who's 22 and 13 on the year, <laughs> will join us live at 820 this morning. We'll be back.